coming up on today's Finding Peace Within podcast. With my marriages, with even before being married, dating, but with my father and the rejection that I felt from him, had I not gone through any of those things, this spirit of whoredom would have never been revealed to me. Now get your pen and your pad as we continue to take this journey to finding peace within together. Hello and welcome to Finding Peace Within with Lisa L. Dalton. I am your host, Lisa L. Dalton. If this is your first time visiting Finding Peace Within, welcome to the podcast. If you are a repeat guest, welcome back. Finding Peace Within was created to help you find your authentic self through spiritual awareness. And how do we do that? Well, we do that by studying the Word of God, being honest with who we are, and making the necessary changes we need to do in order to find peace within our souls. If you would like to connect with me on social media, you can find me on Facebook under Lisa Dalton. On Twitter at I am Lisa L. Dalton, Instagram, Lisa.Dalton, and LinkedIn, Lisa L. Dalton. So get your pen and your pad as we continue to take this journey to finding peace within together. God is love is episode 35. Yes. Hello, hello, hello. It is episode 35 of Finding Peace Within. Thank you all for your support. Thank you all for helping me make a dream come true. I'm so excited. We will be doing some great things season two. Before we get into our podcast today, I want to say congratulations again to my husband Stephen Dalton and the Leviticus Singers of Charlotte for being number one on the Nielsen BDS radio billboards for the 11th time this year that's right if you haven't gotten the single God is Love you can download it on all your digital music outlets and go to YouTube as well and search for God is Love Stephen Dalton and watch the real life video that tells the story of the song. We have a great lesson today. And as always, we would like to open up in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day and we honor your name and we praise you, oh God, for being our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. We ask that you be with us as we study the importance of being our true selves and understanding when things are revealed to us, we are now responsible for doing something about it. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. The title of our lesson for today is All Will Alignment When the Crazy in Your Life is Revealed. I'm going to repeat that. All Will Alignment When the Crazy in Your Life is Revealed. I'm going to share a story with you before I dive into the scripture part of our lesson. 
Isn't it amazing how you can get one thing fixed and something else that's wrong is revealed? Yes, it is possible. Think of how many people have gone to the doctor for minor codes and find out cancer is lying beneath the cough. My story isn't as drastic as identifying cancer, but it is a short story that reveals something very shocking, at least to me. Here's my story. It was time to purchase new tires for my Honda CRV. It was well over the total mileage, so I figured I would go ahead and get the tires. Because we do a lot of traveling, I decided not to get brand new tires. So I got some good used tires. I've done it before, so I didn't see any harm in getting some good used tires. As the mechanic began to take off my old tires, he noticed that the tires weren't wearing properly and suggests I get an all-wheel alignment since I was getting a good pair of used tires. He even recommended a good place for me to get the alignment. I thank him for letting me know what was needed. Once he was done, I paid for the tires and left. I was happy and I got my new tires. My tires are perfect. Driving is smooth. No more slipping and sliding on the roads. I felt safe driving in the rain, which is very important to me. The next weekend, I decided to go ahead and get the wheel alignment. My husband and I pulled into the repair shop, let the mechanic know what we needed, and he said it would take about two hours. So we decided to take a walk to KFC to have dinner and browse in the Habitat resale store. We found a bike for Max and pushed it back to the shop. Just as he said, it was ready when we returned. Excited that now the alignment is done and our tires would now have long life. Well, little did we know there was something else going on. I noticed when we went over a hump, hole, and our railroad tracks, the back of the car was swayed like a fishtail. I was like, what in the world is going on with the car now? So I took to Google to diagnose what was wrong during my research. Most mechanics either said you needed to get a wheel, or not, wheel alignment or have the rear differential mount checked. I told my husband something was going on and what I found on Google. He said to take it back to the shop where we got the alignment. Doing what I was instructed to do, I took the car back to the shop to get it checked out. The mechanic drove the car and told me the alignment was good. He even showed me under the car how everything was connected and aligned. But the one thing he did notice was that the differential mount had a little play in it and suggests we have our mechanic check it out. I told him that we were not having this problem until we got the wheel alignment. <laughs> he said, ma'am, oftentimes when one thing is fixed, other issues are uncovered. <laughs> that was a prophetic aha moment for me. I was like, wow, is that so true? 
That is so true in the spirit as well. Oftentimes, when we are dealing with one issue and we take the spiritual time we need to deal with it, something else that has been lingering is revealed. When I was working through my eating disorder, a bulimia, my eating disorder of bulimia, I had no idea the spirit of whoredom was lying at the root of it all. All I thought I was dealing with was me not wanting to gain weight and not have a big butt. Now, <laughs> the weight I could control, but the big butt I couldn't. That's hereditary. <laughs> but the real issue was insecurity and acceptance. Once the spirit of whoredom was no longer a lingering issue for me, I began dealing with the why I was insecure and why I was having a hard time accepting myself the way I was. Now, here is where I want to break some things down for you. When we talk about revealing things, First, a, a will alignment. When something, when you need a will alignment, it's because the car is not driving. It's not driving right. It's, it's swaying to the right or it's swaying to the left. It has a lot of pull one way. It's off balance. It's not centered, which caused the tires to wear differently. And it's amazing. Everybody know um, their craft. So when I took the car to get my tires, he immediately, he immediately identified that the tires weren't wearing right. And it's because the car was not lined up. It was not in alignment. And when we find ourselves operating and doing things out of the will of God, we are not lined up. We need an alignment. We need a spiritual alignment. And a lot of times those alignments are not known until we begin to deal with something else. When something else is revealed, just like I didn't know that we had a problem with the um, differential until we got the alignment that was never revealed to us. Just driving the car, just like for me, I never knew that with the spirit of whoredom, came all these other spirits because something was then revealed to me. Let's look at the word revealed in the Bible. Luke 8, 17. For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light. That's Luke 8, 17. Nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest. Nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Everything that lingers in our spirit, everything that lingers, residues, that's um, still a part of our life will be revealed. It's not a secret. And a lot of times it's not even a secret to us. It's just whether or not we want to acknowledge it and deal with it. Because there, we, we know ourselves. We know ourselves better than anybody else, especially if you, I don't care how long you've been living. If you've been living five years, 10 years, 15, 20, 25 and um, on, you know yourself. So when something is revealed to you, it now becomes your responsibility to deal with it. 
And how do we deal with it is totally up to us how we deal with what we see. The next thing I want to identify is what is the spirit of whoredom? Because a lot of us may be operating in that spirit and you don't even know that that's what you just think you might just be insecure or you might be feeling like um, you, you are not worthy. Are you feeling worthless? You have the spirit of suicide of for whatever reason, there is a spirit behind all of those things. And we know that there are, um, for all in, for all that is in the world, this is first John two and 16 for all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. It's not of the father, but is of the world. Those are the three sins. But everything falls under either the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Whatever sin or whatever thing you got going on in your life, we call them issues today, is a part of those three things. And that is not of God. That is not of God. So when we look at the spirit of whoredom, uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 13 through 16, some of you say food is for the stomach and the stomach is for food and God will destroy both of them. But the body is not meant for sexual sins. The body is meant for the Lord and the Lord is meant for the body. By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead. He will also raise us up. Don't you know that your bodies belong to the the body of Christ? Should I take what belongs to Christ and join it to a prostitute? Never. When you join yourself to a prostitute, you become one with her body. Don't you know this scripture? Don't you know what this says? That the two will become one. That's Genesis 2 and 24. Philippians 3 and 19. Brothers and sisters, join together in following my example. You have us as a model. This is Paul talking. So pay close attention to those who live as we do. I have told you many things, many times before. Now I tell you again with tears in my eyes. Many people live like enemies of the cross of Christ. The only thing they have coming to them is death. Their stomach is their God. And when we talk about, and when and when Paul is talking about the stomach being the God, and in um. First Corinthians, he talks about how your body is not meant for sexual sins. It's not just sex as we know sex. That's the lust of the eye part. As though, um, although we may not actually offer sacrifices to physical idols, whatever becomes, whatever comes between us and our relationship to God is sin. Yep, it's sin. And thus a form of spiritual adultery. Although sex may not be involved, whatever rules us is our God. Be it food, sex, diversion, sports, money, power, the pursuit of a career, video games, television, a possession, our children, religion, 
our cause, your husband or your wife, whatever comes before God is whoredom. I'm going to let that sit for a little bit. Yeah, I had to do the same thing. I was like, what? Whoredom? <laughs> because when we think of whoredom, we think of whoremonging. You know, somebody out on the street, you know, just giving it up, doing whatever they want to do with their bodies. But man, no, that is not what it is. <sighs> I know. Hosea 4 and 12. My people ask counsel at their stocks and their staff declared unto me for the spirit of whoredoms have caused them to err. They have gone on a whoring binge from under God. They have gone on a binge doing things that is against God. Yes, doing things that is against God. What do you do when your will alignment reveals some crazy in your life? What did I do when I realized that I was dealing with the spirit of whoredom? And I want to share um, a couple other things. These are the spirit of whoredom has a tree unfaithfulness adultery that's one that's actually at the top spirit soul or body prostitution chronic dissatisfaction the love of money excessive appetites fornication idolatry worldliness The spirit of whoredom. Many of us just think what we're doing is um, pursuing whatever it is, the dreams that we have. And there's nothing wrong with having dreams. There's nothing wrong in pursuing things. But when those things consume every part of you, that's idolatry. We all know what whoredom is in the physical sense. But what about the spirit? of whoredom yeah in the physical sense whoredom is when someone has no chastity they don't have control of themselves no faithfulness to abstain from the lust of the flesh and no heart for the pain that it causes to others in pleasing their own lust nor care for the breaking of the heart of the one they are supposed to be faithful to in the spiritual sense, it means the same. One who has cheated on God through idolatry, which is placing anything before God. Anything you place before you spend time with him is an idol. Our obedience to God's will and his word, that's spiritual whoredom. One who has not been faithful to abstain from fulfilling the lust of the flesh. One who cares not that their selfish actions break the heart of God, their first love. Even Christ who gave all for us, 
his bride. One thing I had to do when I was uh, first started my spiritual journey is to, as you all know, I journal. I began to write things down. What I was feeling. Why was I responding certain ways? Why this whatever someone said to me triggered something inside of me? I can go back to um, the times when I thought I was dealing with, um, well, not thought, when I knew what I was dealing with. When I left my second husband and the things that transpired, even in my first husband, the things that happened before I even got married. Yeah. And I was blaming it all on not wanting to have a big butt. <laughs> but it had absolutely nothing to do with that. It was about acceptance. Acceptance. And because I didn't feel accepted and loved, everything a part of this tree became a part of my life. It manifested itself as an adult, as a young adult. And I told the Lord <laughs> this time, and my husband and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago. Um, I told him I, my, my biggest commitment to him was first to stay committed to God and that I not cheat on him and that I stay faithful because I knew what my past looked like. But I made a commitment to myself never to go back. And that's the first thing we got to do. We have to admit that these things exist in our lives. It wasn't until that hurt and that pain from my second marriage just went down the drain that I began to realize what I was dealing with. It wasn't about weight loss for me. It wasn't about the food for me. It was about the spirit of whoredom. And when I went and dealt with each one of this unfaithfulness and slash adultery. Okay, what is that about? I had to deal with that part of the tree. Every spirit has lots of parts of the tree that you have to deal with. Even when it comes, if you, if Jesus help us, Father, when there is something that takes up so much of your time. You have to say enough, set boundaries on how much time you spend with certain things. And that's even with yard work. I can spend four hours out there because I enjoy it so much. But I know I have got to cut it off at some point. I've got to cut it off, set boundaries. What is taking you away from your family? What is taking you away from God? What is What has become your idol what has become the thing that has caused you to um, be out of alignment with what God has for you a lot of us may be wondering why we're not getting things why our um, dreams aren't happening our, our ministries have not taken off the way you wanted it to take off what are you putting before God are you sowing seeds are you tithing are you giving back to God what belongs to him? That's something to think about. 
Had we not taken the car to get the tires, I would have never known that we had a problem. We would have never known that the differential needed to be checked out. We would have never known that the car was out of alignment. Had I not gone through what I went through with my marriages, with even before being married, dating, my, with my father and the rejection that I felt from him, had I not gone through any of those things, this spirit of whoredom would have never been revealed to me. And every part of that tree, again, is unfaithfulness, adultery, the spirit, soul, or body prostitution. Not just you giving yourself to another man or woman, but your, your, your spirit and your soul is lost. You're selling your soul. What does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? Some of us are driving and striving so hard to get to that, that star, to that part, to, to our dreams. And again, there's nothing wrong with it. But what does it profit a man to be? I, I've heard my pastor say, to be an outside success in an inside failure. Think about that too. Love of money. Chronic dissatisfaction. Spirit of depression. Fornication. Idolatry. Worldliness. Excessive appetite. You always got to be in the store buying something. That's a spirit. That's a spirit. That's the spirit. We have to deal with first acknowledging what it is. Acknowledge that it, it exists. Identify the root of the real problem. That's the writing it out part. Begin working through those feelings when you feel them rise up. Why am I responding this way? We can say things to people or someone can say something to you and you immediately uh, go into a frenzy or you immediately do a shutdown or you begin to you know, fight, cuss or what, however you retreat or react instead of really reprocess, uh, instead of processing what was said and then making a decision to respond in a way where it's a win-win situation. It's a opportunity for growth, an opportunity to look inside. Don't always be offended by what people say and or do to you. There's a lesson to be learned in everything. Um, Yala Van Zandt said, all things are, are lessons God will have us learn. And when someone rubs you the wrong way, first thing you need to say, why am I feeling rubbed the wrong way? What is that? Why, why did that put me here and deal with the here? Not with the person, but deal with the that, the reason why. Do your spiritual work by releasing it to the Lord. Now you know what you need to pray for. Lord, I know something was going on and I, I was starting to feel 
I really got a little, I won't say upset or mad because very seldom do I get mad, but I can feel my mood changing. And I had to just go outside and I start to work in my yard and, and rake and just dig. And I said, okay, Lisa, what's going on here? Why are you responding this way? What is this feeling about? What are you feeling? What are you feeling? It's not because of what's being done. It's because of what you are feeling, the way you responded to it. And when I begin to talk myself off the ledge and say, no, you're not that person anymore. You, you don't have to respond that way. This is not about what was done. It's about how you're responding to it. And I, hey, because I'm doing my spiritual work, I'm working out my own soul salvation daily, I was able to come back to a place of alignment. <laughs> yes, I was able to come back to a place of alignment. Walk in the newness you've discovered. So when you realize that you're no longer dealing with these spirits and you are a new creature, all things have passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. Rejoice in that and abstain from the very appearance of what will cause you to get there again. And if you happen to come encountered with that spirit again know that you are no longer bound by it know that you are delivered set free from it and share it with someone else because we are set free by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony if i wasn't healed i would not be able to tell you this story what were our takeaways from today don't ignore symptoms when they arise. Get it checked out. Deal with it. Don't sweep it under the rug. It could be detrimental to your spiritual and your natural walk. Acknowledge that it exists. Identify the root of the real problem. Begin working through those feelings when you feel them rise up. Do your spiritual work by releasing it to the Lord and walk in the newness that you've discovered in yourself and in Christ Jesus. I pray this lesson was helpful to you. It was helpful to me. I just thank God for being free on today. Shall we close out in prayer? Ah, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for freedom. Thank you, Lord, for peace. Thank you, oh God, for joy. Thank you, God, for hope and newness. We just thank you for giving us the wisdom, the understanding to pray, to knock, to ask, to seek you in all things and allow your will to be done in our lives. We release whatever pain we may have, whatever feelings of loneliness we may have, whatever spirits of rejection. We release the spirit of whoredom today to you. We release it all to you. We speak life. Joy. your pure love and your pure spirit. 
In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, amen. Remember to find peace within. A centered soul is a centered mind. Be blessed. Go make it a wonderful, wonderful week. Love you all. Thank you for listening to the Finding Peace Within podcast with Lisa L. Dalton. Now remember, you can always connect with me on social media. Facebook under Lisa Dalton. Twitter at I am Lisa L. Dalton. Instagram Lisa.Dalton and LinkedIn Lisa L. Dalton. Visit my website FindingPeaceWithin.org where you can read some of my blogs, find the books that I've written, listen to previous podcasts, and even some of the workout videos that I've created. Until next time, remember to find peace within, a centered soul is a centered mind. Be blessed.